0: and welcome to this game where with me Ashley and me Chris hello everyone hope you're okay hey, hey you joined in hope you're okay hope you're okay hope you're okay I'm threatening yeah that's what I was going for did it work are you feeling threatened a little bit but not, not too much are you all right no. yeah cool yep me too yes sorry bob yep
1: that's it. Yep. A- any any shenanigans to tell listeners about from this last week? Um, just to you know, get us in
0: a soft launch. No. No. I mean, either. no. No. we just hard. No, launch we're it go It's super it. dry, isn't it? What you think we should? Yeah. We should just go in.
1: Just go in. Just go hard.
0: Get oh hard my god. And go home. Okay. Well, I'm a bit nervous about this one. Right. Do you want me to warm you up a bit first? Then do some chats. No. No? I can do it, but I'm a bit nervous. I don't know what you're going to think at all. Oh, no. That's giving me the frights. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it probably should. I think you're going to tell me off. Oh, no. Go on, then. Okay. This week, it is this game where you take control of, of a prophetic man living on a planet trapped in the gravitational pull of two sons who sets out to rescue his wrongfully arrested girlfriend, only to realise that taking down the oppressive regime ruling the planet is the only way to save her. Holy cow, it's a Little Big Adventure. It is Little Big Adventure. <laughs> A game I was literally <laughs> talking to you about about 10 minutes ago. Yeah, and saying how you weren't going to do it because such and such a reason, and I was sat there going, oh gosh, I'm doing it today. Wow.
1: Oh, how exciting. This is like one of my favorite games ever.
0: Yes, it is. Yeah. And yet it is episode 112 and you still haven't done it. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, I want to kind of pepper my, my favorites throughout. Like a, okay. Well, like I got sprinkling of,
0: of garnish. I didn't know you played this game. Okay. So confession time. Uh-oh. I haven't played this game. Right. But, okay, that's, I'm going to have not, to tell the story. I'm going to have to... It's not the format. I know, I know. But you break the format, you you know, and I I have to cope with it. You're going to have to deal this time.
1: Breaking the artist's, no. so I don't like it.
0: Well, too bad, because Chris and I used to work together, as any long-time listener might well have heard. And when we worked together, we both had our own desks. They were next to one another. And they both had drawers. And in one of Chris's drawers was a copy, I believe, of Little Big Adventure. I might have mis-remembered mis- uh, this because Chris talked about Little Big Adventure so much. <laughs> Did <Don't> I <But> really? <laughs> this, is- this is certainly the way I remember it. That Chris had a copy of Little Big Adventure that he wasn't able to play anyway. But he just had it in his drawer. He also had a Game Gear in his drawer that he never played.
1: Yes, yeah, the glare from the lights was too which much. Which
0: bits of that are true what? and which bits of that are artificial
1: in my mind. What happened was I spent many a lunchtime well several lunchtimes watching a YouTube playthrough of Little Big Adventure.
0: Right and I've then I've then uh, retconned that into it being a copy in your drawer that I lusted after. Yeah yeah
1: no I just watched someone play it. Oh well that's less
0: fun so maybe we should keep with the first
1: and possibly only time I think I've actually watched someone do a whole let's play of an entire game from start to finish. It's not a massive game you're probably looking about eight hours if you know oh, what you're doing
0: we will get it we'll get it played this evening then well maybe if it takes you over so yeah the, the reason that we're doing this is because you talked about it so much and i know that it's a big game in your mind or whatever you know like in your history of game playing it i i have been looking forward to playing it i've then i've bought it ready to play right. about two years ago <laughs> because i thought well we'll be playing this soon and it was on offer so i'll get it ready and we we just you know we got to episode fifty and little big adventure still not popped up. We got got to episode hundred. It's like where where is little big adventure? Where did it? Does it not exist? I double checked, googled it, definitely exists. But Chris isn't talking about it. What's going on? I got to episode one hundred and ten. I was like, he's never going to do it. He's torturing me. I've spent the last ten years, more than in fact, the last ten years thinking about this game surely you could have started... it between then and now well i could have but i thought you know we got to 2018 we started a damn podcast about the games that we like so much and i 19. thought it would just crop up so i've kept it off that's was it 2019 yeah oh, it feels a lot longer than that you get murdered for less <laughs> <laughs> oh no i'm quitting that i'm quitting the farty bit that's Out of order. I'm being one of those guys. So I forced the issue. I forced the issue. I haven't played the game. You definitely have. So you're going to have to do some lifting on my on my episode. I've I've been thinking while you're just talking then about all the things I know about
1: this game that I'm going to have to try and divulge on the fly, aren't I? This is oh
0: yes, good because I don't actually know all that much. I don't I don't know all that much. So I what I do know, as I've said in this in my spiel, is that this car this follows a character called Twinson. Yep, Twinson lives on the planet Twin Sun. Yep, confusing. And that planet is gravitationally locked between two suns or twin suns. Now, I don't know if Twinson that lives on the planet Twin Sun between twin suns has (laughs) twin suns or not. (laughs) Or is that down like sort of in his future?
1: I don't know. Uh, there's there's a lot to unpick there. Uh, so Twinson the character is T W I N S E N and appliance is T W I N S U N, although they are pronounced the same. Uh, it is a French game, so I always assumed that this was some sort of translation-y problem, or maybe or not problem, or maybe that in maybe in the original it was maybe a bit less difficult to kind of grasp because you as as you have just done that, you pronounce both names the same way. Mm.
0: Well, I don't know. It would be like demi soleil. That'd be half son, wouldn't it? Demi soleil. Mm. I don't know how to say twin in French. De soleil. Which sounds like yeah. désolé. So Two sorry. sorry.
1: Oh, guys, getting even more confusing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, and you don't know clearly whether it was. We should have. I should have researched the French, but you know, Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, he has a girlfriend called Zoe. He does. Is That's correct. Um, and she gets arrested because... So Twinson uh, starts the game in an insane asylum, as all good games do. And that is because he's having these dreams or nightmares of the end of the world. Yeah. And he then breaks out of the asylum. He goes to his girlfriend Zoe's house and uh, they come looking for him there. And he hides. She gets arrested. Yep. Then... He goes after, her, but realizes that the only way to actually save her is to take down Dr. Funfrock. Correct? Yeah, Dr. Funfrock. Uh, Dr. Funfrock is uh, is like a big bad guy. But his name is Dr. Funfrock. Yeah.
1: He's so. quite a strange name. Another strange name. Also, he's quite a bizarre character. He's very jowly. He's got his big his lower jaw that hangs loose and he laughs and goes, whoa, 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 and it flaps up and down hmm. like a That sounds good.
0: Lovely. I mean, you've, you've explained
1: the first. Part of the game really well there, and it, it does open in the in the insane asylum, and you escape from it, and it, it's very 1984 like like funfrock has the whole planet under lock and key, and there's there's guards in every corner, and there's surveillance cameras, and there's uh, like robots that are keeping out for people that aren't doing what they should be doing, and it, it mm. feels when when you start the game, I, if, if I remember, I think there's a bit of exposition at the start, but it's not. It, it's not made particularly clear again i might have misremembering that and then you escape and then suddenly you're on this island where there's barbed wire fences and there's robots and stuff and it, it's really it's really stark as, a, as an opening to a game it's it's quite jarring okay because it, then it, as as you said when you go back to your house which is on the other side of the island from the asylum and you go in and then i, th- I think it's two guards appear and they they hunt you down it's quite not scary but it's, it's quite Gri- gripping that bit is, I guess, and then they catch yeah. you and you go back to the asylum, and then you make your way back to the house a second time, and then Zoe's not there. It's it's um, it does stuff too. You. you the
0: feels, I guess. A motive. Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, emotive. Yeah. So I, I'm get. I'm. I, it sounds good, and what it doesn't sound like is the game that I saw when uh, I've looked into it because it's so. The game it, it's presented from an isometric viewpoint, and it's a pseudo three D game. So if people think Fallout One and Two and um, Kirby's Dream Course for anyone that hasn't played anything <laughs> gritty like Fallout One and Two, uh, Sonic three D, though that sort of um, that sort of perspective and the graphics, the way that the way that everything's rendered, it, as far as I remember, it's quite blocky. Yeah, yeah, it is, but stylized at the same time so mm-hmm. it's not like it's not the technology necessarily letting it down it's that they've chosen a certain style yeah and i think there's
1: there's elements of realism within certain bits of it like i think the the textures on the roads and paths look quite nice if i remember correctly and then but the characters okay. are, are stand out quite quite cartoon sort of style there's on, on the planet twin sun as well there are four different races i
0: yeah, you're mm, right. I might I'd
1: be able to remember the names if I if I delve really deep into my memory. I mean,
0: you can try, but I'm not going to press you. I, we can we can talk about that in the first in the second half potentially. But yeah, there are four different races, and they all have four. Uh, they all have different physiological characteristics. Yeah. Uh, I think one of them is like a bunny rabbit type thing, and it's got long long limbs and such.
1: So, the bunny rabbits are called the Quetches. Twinson is a... No, sorry. The Bin Rabbits are called the Lapan, which is the French word for yep. rabbit. Mm. Twinson is a Quetch, which are like humans, essentially. Then there's elephants, which are called Grobos. Some, you no, really can't remember. And then there's little spherical uh, characters. I think they might be the Grobos, actually. So that those okay. are the four races that populate the
0: planet. Um, and I wasn't going to do this to you. No, you missed one out, but... Which one I missed? You said Grobos, Quetches, Lapans. Yeah, and the
1: little round guys, or the oh, guys. and the little
0: round guys that I can't, I can't remember the no. name. I so what I haven't done, I haven't, um, I haven't written down, I haven't well, taken note of those tiny details because I figured that we can talk about it in the second half anyway. I don't want to put pressure on you to, to have to remember things like that, so don't feel like you have to. And to be fair,
1: it's probably really boring for the listener to hear me try and. <laughs> well,
0: recollect possibly. Those I names. don't know. I don't know. I've well, got it, some more boring it, stuff. Go on. It
1: It seems like a good point to jump in there that I got into Little Big Adventure because of playing Little Big Adventure 2, which I got for my Ah. 11th birthday, because between my 11th and 10th birthdays was when we got a PC, and I read lots of, and this is so bit of history then, so we got a PC around sort of early 1997 and it was a pc that my uncle had which i think i talked about in an earlier episode and i used to go into his house and play on his pc and mm. he had lots of pc magazines and adventure games were kind of his thing i played discord at his so i read these magazines and kind of got this idea of games i would like to have if i had a pc one day when we got the pc I, for my 11th birthday i was thinking right this is my chance to kind of get in and little big adventure 2 had released around that sort of time so I yeah got that it, was it was my eleventh birthday. Little Big Adventure Two follows on in the story, follows on pretty much straight away from the end of Little Big Adventure One. Maybe not, maybe not immediately after, but certainly not long after the end of Mm. Little Big Adventure One. And while you don't need to have played Little Big Adventure Two enjoy or understand the second one there's a lot of reference to things that happen in the first one and the second one and so i play through the entirety of the second one and really really enjoyed it it's brilliant but lots of things happens that i didn't really understand or things are referenced and yeah. understand and one of the characters one of the races i think it was the spherical characters their species actually got renamed so they have a different name in the second one for a reason i'm not oh, okay i'm not sure why i'm sure there is a reason but i don't know what it is so then when i went and got this the first one which i think was probably 1998 and then played the second one again. I was like, oh, now I understand a lot more of this. So mm. there you go.
0: Yeah, you you will have done. Yeah, it's sort of like um, Terminator 2 <laughs> for guess, me. I guess a French In,
1: version of Terminator 2.
0: Oh, I wasn't thinking even that. I was just thinking I watched Terminator 2 first and understood everything. Uh, but then went and watched Terminator 1 for a second. I've not, I've not got anything um, witty or deep. Or hefty to to add to what you've said, so I'm just giving you something very light. Enough. I have got I w- what I was going to say was I have got a lot of boring things uh, to talk about and tell you that you I'm might fine. not know because that that was what I was trying to go for things that you might not know. Um, so starting off, uh, I mean, you might know well, you might well know this. You got this in '97, but it was released in 1994. EA were the publishers in this country and across Europe. Activision published it in north and north america asia and oceania which is um new zealand and australia and the like it sold i think pretty well because it sold five hundred thousand copies or thereabouts that's a lot more than i was
1: expecting you to say to be honest
0: yeah and actually when you take into account that it it initially released on cd-rom then later came out on floppy disk i think that that seems like the wrong way around for a start. Yeah. But also you'd think that 500,000 copies would be quite high for something that was coming out on a on a, on a CD-ROM first because you'd think they'd be quite expensive comparatively. Mm. Now, I haven't been able to find out why they made that choice, but I think it's easy to sort of give an educated guess because CD-ROMs were the up-and-comer and it allowed them to do things that they couldn't do if they were on floppy disks and in fact the differences between the floppy disks i think speak to why they maybe chose the cd-rom as the as the leader because they they had in the original release they had full motion video for the cutscenes, uh, they had a full sort of musical arrangement whereas the floppy disks had a midi soundtrack mm, okay. and they also had speech um, on the CD-ROM version of the game, whereas the floppy disk didn't have room to include the speech. So if you think about how different that would have made the game to lack those things from the outset, I can kind of understand why they would have wanted to lead with the CD-ROM. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably the reason. Did you ever have the inclination to pop a CD-ROM in a CD player? Uh, I don't think I did, actually. Okay. If you had, you might have found that instead of getting nothing or getting some weird computery static like you're trying to connect to the internet, you might have actually found that you'd have been able to listen to the soundtrack for the game that you had popped in your CD player. That is pretty and cool. And that was the case with Little Big Adventure because Little Big Adventure's CD structure, the the file structure for the CD was such that track one... It was, it was arranged into tracks, like any good CD. And track one included all of the game data that needed to be installed to the hard drive of your PC. Then all of the rest of the tracks were just the songs wow. from the soundtrack. So I can't remember how many there were, but let's say there were 27 uh, tracks on that CD. Track one, data. Tracks uh, two to 27, were music and you could listen to it in a CD player if you wished. Now, what that meant was, because this came out on the PlayStation 1, and the reason they were able to do that on the PC, the reason they were allowed to do that, or able to do that on the PC, is because you install games to the hard drive. So instead of having to continually read from the disc, you would be reading from the hard drive instead while you were playing the game. The PlayStation obviously couldn't do that. It had to constantly read from the disc. Which meant that if you'd put the same uh, layout, the same file arrangement on the PlayStation, you would have run into some problems, which would have been that if you were playing the game and it was reading from the data that made up the game's levels and so on on track one, it wouldn't be able to play any of the music or sounds that were on the rest of the tracks right so what they had to do was they had to rethink the organization of everything and what they what they came up with was that they would take a 20 second little bit of the start of each of the songs relating to a certain area or or level if you let me use that word in the game they would take a 20 second bit of the song and they would embed it in the data for that level and that 20 seconds would play immediately on loading an area or a level because it was inside the data that was being loaded for that level. Then, later, when the data was in memory, they could load up the piece of music that needed to play for the rest of the time you were in that level. Which I thought was quite clever. What do you mean? Not not a shortcut. It was like a a way to kind of bridge the gap between
1: the data being read from the disk and... You know, it just so there wasn't twenty seconds of silence, it was just a, a way to, to bridge yeah. that. That's clever. Yeah,
0: it was a solution. I thought it was clever. Yeah, and I thought it was an interesting way to get around the problem uh, that their original file structure offered. And uh, now, I I think that is genuinely very interesting. And I am sorry to all of those people that have just turned off. <laughs> well, they're not listening, so it doesn't matter. No, they're not. That's true. Because I genuinely think I li- I really like learning little bits about that because it probably isn't the first or last game, to have done that, but it's news to me. I, I hadn't actually thought about the problems that you might encounter going from a PC, uh, a game developed for the PC, to a, a game developed, uh, porting it to a PlayStation or a console that had to constantly read from its uh, data source like that. It does play when you go into areas. There is a, a
1: slight two-second clip that plays, on a, almost like a, a flute or something. Mm. on the pc version but i doubt that's that's the same bit of music as, as what you're talking no. about it's just kind of a coincidence i can also remember the the music from the menu as well because i used to spend a long time uh prattling about kind of understanding what was going on if i remember correctly there's a word in the menu where it probably hadn't been translated correctly from french into english and the word was a similar meaning but it wasn't quite the correct meaning for what what it should have been. I can't remember what the word is. This is a really terrible story. No,
0: I, I haven't come up. But uh, I haven't come across that. I'm afraid. Sorry. I can also remember that the,
1: the size of the game it was ten megabytes because the PC that I was playing this on had five hundred megabytes and it was full of RAML, like save games and games that were installed and then not uninstalled. So I remember having to st- kind of strip back what was on the PC by sufficient in order to install this ten megabyte game because I had more. Wow. Th- I had more than four hundred ninety megabytes of game saves and data and pictures I mean, etc on, on the pc so
0: yeah I, I remember that very clearly that says a lot about you uh, it also says a lot about me that when you told me that it was 10 megabytes uh, the first thing i thought is what a waste of a cd-rom <laughs> 10 megabytes on a yeah. cd-rom I'd, yeah. I'd have filled the rest up with like songs that i like to listen to well this is
1: 97 this is kind of pre-downloading songs off. The- i mean I, I i guess that's what people might have done I, I wouldn't obviously know
0: it was pre it was pre everything really 1997 yeah, it, was. it was certainly pre me having a pc so i remember yeah. one of the things that took
1: about space was i had this cd rom that had loads of death icons on and you could then change the picture for whatever the game you were launching was and so for worms for example i can't remember what the, the default icon was but i changed it into a blood spatter and I've spent lots of time just, just playing about on, on Windows with this, yeah. this CD-ROM of icons. I mean, what, now, what a life. What a life.
0: I very much doubt that there are a lot of young'uns finding their way to our podcast. Not least because <laughs> I don't think young'uns listen to podcasts. I think it's for them sl- slightly more middle-aged. And that story uh, just turned
1: them off anyway.
0: Well, yes and no. But th- what I was going to say was, for anyone that is of that inclination age-wise that's what it was like in the 90s we we didn't have what you have it it will sound so alien to you but genuinely chris has just outlined a story of changing icons for the the apps they weren't called apps but the apps on his pc to pass the time (laughs) to while away the hours and to enjoy himself and he wasn't he wasn't the only one He wasn't the only one in the world. He wasn't even the only one on this podcast that was doing things like that. So, yeah, it was a different world. That CD-ROM also had these folders full of little clips from
1: like The Simpsons and Monty Python. And I used to sit through and listen to them one by one. And that was where I first kind of heard Monty Python, the the Dead Parrot sketch. I heard that. It was
0: little clips from that as MP3s. So I may well have had a copy of the dead parrot sketch that i had found in one way or another this is again sorry for for the young people in the room this is before youtube because we were chris yeah. and i were in our late teens early 20s when youtube started up um so we we kind of had to download uh little clips like that so maybe like a 30 second video that you wanted to watch a trailer you'd have to download it to your to your pc and then load it up into what was it called? Oh, what was the little blue, real player?
1: Oh yeah, real player. Real okay.
0: player. Yeah. Um, it was a different world. The the internet. The internet. I've I remember w- wondering what to search on the internet when we got t- when we got PC privileges at dinner time at school in year six at the age of eleven, and it was always wrestling. Go to the WWF website because there weren't any other websites. I don't really know what else existed. I think even at that point, it was even before Neopets existed, so... It was all shonky Geocities websites. Oh, yeah, lots of those, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, sorry, kids, we're sort of self-indulgent, but then again, we've got our own podcast, so what did you expect? That was the internet, that was the world of the 90s, or the computer world of the 90s. I'm going to tell you a bit about the game, and you're going to tell us a bit more about what I tell you about. Is that okay? Okie dokie. So, Little Big Adventure... You've intimated already that it's a an adventure game, but it's not an adventure game in the sense that I understand an adventure game necessarily because it's got a combat system. I guess it's one of those action-adventure, one of those hybrids. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've always understood it as an adventure game, but I found out today that it's got a combat system. It uses a magic ball, like a big glowing ball of energy yeah. that you can chuck at people. Yeah, and I've... that you can also punch and kick them, but only in a very specific um state which yeah, we'll yeah. come back to in a moment okay so tell us about the combat system what, what does it entail i think so F, f1 I
1: f2 I f3 f4 were the four different modes of twinson. f1 was normal we just walked around f2 was sporty or speedy where you could run so obviously this was what was i was sp-
0: going to tell you about after
1: yeah yeah f3 was was aggressive I aggressive think yes uh, where you could, you could just hammer the spacebar to fight. And in speedy mode, spacebar let you jump, and you could ju- jump oh. uh, a lot a lot further. In normal mode, you could jump. It was just from a, a standing start, so the jump mm. wasn't very far. And then F4 was um, sneaky mode. What was it called? Discreet. Discreet mode, that was it. So that was where you, when walking, he then tiptoed forwards, and that was if you were trying to sneak past or behind some guards or something, because then your, your footsteps wouldn't echo and they wouldn't notice you. Sort of proto-mythal solid almost, I guess.
0: Mm, yeah,
1: probably, but I'm better than Metal Gear Solid in all certainty. Almost definitely, having played it a few mi- months ago. Yeah, I, so I, you... I was, I was, I was going to loop back to that kind of. I thought we hadn't really talked about what the game was really. So, like I so said, 1994, action adventure. We've got the name of the guy that that created it, the guy that thought of it.
0: Uh, I did have. I can find it for you.
1: Yeah, because he's he's a bit of a yeah the guy the guy that created Little Big Adventure is a bit of an alter. Frederick
0: he's... Graynell
1: that's it like he's got a very clear vision for the series and, and what what he wanted to to realize with it. i don't think he made any other games apart from the big adventure oh he did did he okay
0: yeah he did i mean he was actually involved in the creation of alone in the dark in uh 1992 which he he is, yeah. is earlier than this i don't think he was a lead i th- no I, in fact i think he was i think he was i think he sort of uh realized the idea so originated the idea for alone in the dark Uh, But he, one of the primary reasons that Adeline in Software International existed and Little Big Adventure existed is because uh, Frederic was extremely irritated by his experience working on Alone in the Dark and all of the obstruction that happened while he was trying to make the thing that he wanted to make. Um, So he left shortly after and he set up Adeline and they made Little Big Adventure what other games did they make? What? Adeline? Yeah. So Adeline created Little Big Adventure. They obviously made Little Big Adventure 2. There was a game in between those two called Time Commando. Then 1999 Toy Commander. 2000 Toy Racer. 2002 Moto Racer Advance. And then 2015 Little Big Adventure Enhanced Edition, which is actually what we'll be playing today, I would expect. Before you weigh in on that, um, to talk about Enhanced Edition... One of the reasons, not the not the primary reason, but one of the reasons that we are talking about Little Big Adventure today is because it was put back on my radar a couple of weeks ago because I was looking at Little Big Adventure's Steam page and they were talking about all the things that they've done. And one of the things that they've done is, is released this Enhanced Edition, but as part of that, they've also released the original games. So you can you can play the original games as if you own Enhanced Edition. That's nature intended. Also... Yeah. Also, they um, they released all the source code for the engines.
1: Oh, really? The, for the that engine
0: was. that was made that that was used to make both the games. That I can't remember which year they did that, but they yeah they released all the source code. This all comes about. This all all was coming about because of the renewed interest in the series, because Little Big Adventure three is in in uh, development at the moment. So, yeah, they've been doing a lot of interesting and uh, fan-centric stuff around the sort of in the lead up to Little Big Adventure 3. And you mentioned before we started that they've actually also introduced uh, controller support recently. We'll pick
1: pick one Little Big Adventure 3 in the the second half because there's a bit to to talk about with that. But, yeah, so Little Big Adventure came on my radar this week because it's what you just said regarding that they they'd released um some enhanced features for it some um mm. not end of life things be honest with me where they've kind of put things in so there was I think there was multiple languages now supported and there's controller support and there's, there's this and there's that just just things to kind of make it a, a, a bit a bit more playable in in 2022 mm. they've also renamed it in the last six months on steam and good old games etc it's now called twinsons little big adventure because they wanted to disassociate from little big planet even though the big planet has been around for what 15 years give or take that they want to kind of you know make it clear that it's a separate thing entirely so if you are to buy what we should now call twinsons Little big adventure but i'm going to just slip into it another big adventure because that's what it is in my head there's also a couple of other um subtitles it has it it was also called relentless relentless and then it was also called twinsons adventure
0: so it almost had had three three... names yeah so in europe this is one of the things that i found out that i wanted to clarify with you because in europe it was apparently called relentless twinsons adventure yeah and you've known it as little big adventure so when you bought it was it called relentless twinsons adventure or was it called little big adventure you've always referred to it as the latter
1: yeah so just to pick on what I was just saying then, so the the game that, that I played was the, the the version that is still available. In, in this enhanced edition, you can flip it back into the old version, which is what I played, which I quite like as an, as an option, a bit like Monkey Island, which we played relatively recently. The yeah. version I had, it was in the EA Classics register. So it was in that, that big, big blue box where it had the mm. kind of, the original cover art and then like a faded bluish version of that, kind of taken up most of the, of the box itself. And it was a CD-ROM and... The, the cover art is like red and black. It's got the, a temple, which is the Temple of Boo, which we encounter a good two and a half, two hours or so into the game itself. That's where Twinsen finds the magic ball and learns about his, yeah. his past and the prophecy, etc And it was called Little Big Adventure. But when I looked at things like in magazines, like guides and stuff, that was where I found out it being referred to as relentless and then also being called Twinsen's Adventure
0: uh, as well. I... I... Sorry to correct you on that again. Uh but it was it was called Relentless Twinson's, Twinsons Adventure. Adventure. So oh, across okay. Europe so EA it, They weren't two separate titles, it was Relentless No, they Twinsons. weren't two separate titles. Right. Yeah. Okay. It was Relentless colon Twinson's Adventure. And then in the US, I think actually I again I'm sorry if I'm getting this wrong, but I think in North America it was Little Big Adventure, and then across Europe it was Relentless Twinsons Adventure. Adventure. Uh, okay, I always um, assumed it was three
1: separate titles, but it was uh, okay. That makes it was, sense. it was the
0: two. Um, it's I, interesting that Little Big Adventure is the one that's run out, uh, won out in the sense, in so much as as you've said, it, it's a French-made game. It's a. It's Frederick Renel was. I'm assuming that he was based in Europe. I believe it's, so. It's, yeah, so I, I maybe we're making one too many assumptions, and may, maybe it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things why it uh, why Little Big Adventure won out. But I think it's actually the better name, which is I a think shame. So. It it it's, it makes it all the more a shame that it's no longer called that. Not that it's hugely different now. Twinsons Little
1: Big Adventure. The other thing I just remembered with the actual CD itself was in this big box and it had the, the slips of paper in, and what, uh, the, oh. the instruction manual, and one the slips of paper was in big red writing and basically there was a, a bug in the game where if you went at about the two and a half hour point after the Temple of Boot, which I mentioned a few minutes ago, the game opens up quite a lot and you get about four, five, six different islands that you can travel to and almost in any order you want to. So you, the game becomes very, very free, which I, I really yeah. enjoy that part of the game. Mm. One of the islands is called Principal Island, and you have to sneak into a museum to retrieve a card, which you can then use to get into a fortress on one of the other islands, a the name of that other island. And this, this piece of paper, it had about how you have to do this puzzle before you do this puzzle, because depending on the order, it then broke the game, essentially. So... I had this slip of paper that kind of explained to me about Prince Plyland, but obviously at the start of the game, I had no idea what Prince Plyland was or anything. Yeah.
0: So as soon as I got <laughs> Prince Plyland, I was like, oh no, I need to do this thing now. Ah, I, I mean, that's an interesting, uh, again, insight into the way the world of yeah, games was that obviously at one be a point. patch wouldn't it? Patch, day one patch. Yeah. yeah, day one patch. A day one patch in the 90s. I mean, in this instance, it wasn't always, but in this instance, they've actually gone one step further than a lot of a lot of other companies would have, in, in including instructions to the player on how to avoid now i would not have benefited from that because i would have i would have put the disc in and not read all of that bump (laughs) so i would have probably done it all wrong and the game would have crashed and i would have lost my save and it would have been a horrible adventure a little horrible adventure (laughs) that's the foresight little horrible adventure yeah um You've actually covered, so I was going to ask you about, again, the nature of the free roaming element, because that seems a little bit forward looking, but you've covered that. Um, I was going to ask you about the puzzle solving, but you've intimated that it's actually the puzzle solving takes the form of um, adventure game style puzzle solving, where you're picking up items and taking them to other places to then use to uh, resolve issues that you have in those places. Um, I've asked you about the combat and the fact uh, it uses this magic ball that you find in, uh, was it Castle Boo? Temple of Boo temple of boo sorry and you use you can throw that enemies but you can also uh, go into these four different states the athletic the sporty, the aggressive sorry the athletic the normally aggressive and the discreet and the aggressive allows you to punch and kick what i the last thing really that i'm interested in is um do those four different states have any impact on the puzzle solving do they interact in any way or does it solely uh change how you move I think it just
1: changes how you move. The, the, the Temple of Boom, actually, okay. is quite fast-paced. There's, there's a bit that's very Indiana Jones where this tree trunk that's got spikes on falls down and chases you a, along a series of platforms. And you have to be in sporting mode in order to clear different jumps to get across. That's quite frustrating. Mm. That it is. Okay. Um, that's the only one that jumps to mind immediately where you have to be in a certain mode in order to solve that puzzle. There are other puzzles. There's, there's one that involves you pushing blocks around in order to get through something but that might be the second one now to think about it a bit more so okay uh, short answer i don't think so
0: okay cool um that was the last thing that i really wanted to ask so well this that was the second last thing i wanted to ask because given that you know a lot more about the game than i do the last question should be is there anything that i haven't talked about that i think that you think i should have
1: there's, there's a few things that have that i can think of but it, it's kind of treading that line between you know a long first half and also try not to spoil it too much for you versus actually getting into playing the game itself i think are they
0: second half things I think is that what you're saying a
1: bit more second half but it might be a case okay. of as we're playing it things might yeah you know, my, my memory might get jogged and think oh yeah i the second half so i think we just uh just go
0: for it have a little go yeah, yeah. okay a little big go Do you know what that sound means? You, Me. Are you familiar with it? It's the sound of you absolutely hating this game. What a stinker. I. What did I do? What have I done? I thought I was brightening the mood. I thought I was leavening the situation after you said that I should bring a good game. I thought I'd bring your bestest game. And what have I done? I've You've brought, it brought on a yourself. game that I've literally brought it on myself. But because this not what I expected, and not in a good way.
1: Conversely, I think this game is still amazing. So we're, yes. we're going to this now. It's going to be very, very different conversations. I'm going to come at it from the angle of it being absolutely brilliant. Still holds up. Nine or 30 years later, Ashley's going to be hating it for everything. I don't think there's anything you really liked about this game, was there?
0: I was trying so hard to look on the bright side. And I, I don't know whether I ended up saying to you, At one point that i think i said i was thinking i'm going to overlook some of its foibles the fact that you use tank controls in a way that makes things difficult i was gonna touch on that and then not really come back to it but we'll we will actually be talking about that in more detail because it ties into everything else that's problematic about about the the experience um so yeah I was trying very hard to look on the bright side and then it reached a tipping point it just reached a tipping point and the tipping point really began when I ended up in the cell for the third time for no apparent reason and had to do the beginning of the game for the third time was that because now, of the controls or was it because you felt the game was working against you at that point the it wasn't it wasn't that uh, so what I'm gonna what I was gonna say is uh, what I'm doing there is separating out the times that I failed okay from from the actual game's design because I I actually ended this the third time that I'm referring to was probably actually the 10th time but the the first few um, were because I failed I got attacked I got hit and knocked out by one of the guards when I was trying to escape the asylum on my first attempt. I did that a few, uh, several times, more than a handful. What I'm referring to though, is once I'd escaped the asylum, I was exploring the outside area and I found, so this is the second time I ended up in the um, asylum, in the back in the cell because of the game's design. I, I was exploring the outside area and I found this intriguing looking panel metal panel and it had a lightning bolt on and i thought i'm gonna see what's behind that so i opened it and it automatically had my character climb in and i emerged inside a cell inside the asylum it was this big cell that i'd seen on my way out and it had a grobo in it a grobo clone and the grobo clone i i started saying to you why would i want to be in a cell with a Grobo clone, the Grobo clone shot me and it ended me back up in, even though I'd escaped, I ended up back in the, in the cell. So that was the second time. The third time was because that's what the story dictates. I, I escaped again after the Grobo clone incident, I escaped. I got myself across the map, which was, which was really bad because it just involves running relatively blindly as far as you can as fast as you can uh, past all the, a load of guards until you find your girlfriend zoe standing around in a pink dress outside your house you have a conversation with zoe she sends you to look for some hidden things in the house two guards turn up and shoot you through the walls so that you end up being knocked out they take they that's the point that zoe gets arrested and you end up dun dun du back in the cell in the asylum so that was the third time that the game engineered me back into the cell and at that point I was going nah this isn't this isn't right they're making me repeat the same thing over and over again as part of the gameplay this isn't they weren't down to my mistakes as far as I'm concerned like that there were several moments before that where it was but But that was actually game design choices that they made that ended me and that, that put me back in a position where I had to repeat the beginning of the game three separate times. I repeated it for a third time. I went and found my magic robes and my magic balls. And that was when I realized that was when I found out, and I won't harp on about this yet, but that was when I found out just how shonky the combat system was because that is no that is no friend of anyone playing this. It's, and it's a massive part of the game so you are you t- that that is one of the things that's that sort of started the the bucket tipping over yeah i agree that the
1: the start of the game we started from the asylum which we mentioned in the first half and the, I, I just to escape from that it does feel that the game is working against you because trying to escape guards notice you and then they sound the alarm and then these white grobo clones appear now the white ones used to absolutely terrify me even playing this at the age of 12 or 13 because they can shoot this pill it looks like that can travel through walls and it's it one, like a baseball one... yeah baseball possibly that's probably better than a pill actually. I was assumed it was a pill because it then sends him
0: to sleep straight away a pill would make sense I, I think thematically a pill a pill makes sense so we'll stick with pill but to okay, me okay. The, the the model looked like a baseball and it was the
1: fact they were indestructible. I think you do get to kill them later on in the game, but they still have this this power, this one hit kill thing. It used to, and the fact they could just appear through the, the teleportation devices to just instantly kill you. I used to find them quite creepy, and the design as well the the plain whiteness of them and mm. etc.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not the opening. The opening was slightly frustrating, but that was again one of the things that I was willing to overlook. In the sense that, you know, it was I'm I'm a beginner. I was I was playing this game for the first time. It has uh it has a few rough edges in the sense that that control scheme does you no favors, and they haven't modernized that. I think it, it given in light of how important movement seems to be in the game, I think that actually should have uh, seen some work. They should have looked to modernise that, and I know I know that purists, because there was some saying it about Grim Fandango even, and tank controls. Pure people that want to play the original game would not necessarily enjoy it if the get if the if the controls are modernised, or they they'd sort of find it unusual, maybe. But if you had the options, if you had both options, then that would be the best of both worlds, quite literally. Expects I come into it. I had no problems at all with the
1: tank controls. I've, I'm, abso- I'm so used to it that I was just straight into mm. it. And didn't even realize it was tank controls until you pointed out because I was just, it's what I'm used to how uh, playing this game like that.
0: Yeah. The other, the other angle. So I was asking you about this, these behaviors, the four behaviors, and the four behaviors. If it was a, if it was a point and click adventure game, and the four behaviors, if they, um what i was envisaging and this is this is where i accept that this is just a this is perhaps a a gap between my expectations and my hopes and what the game actually is and that is as much on me i suppose as the as the game itself because what i anticipated it being was that these behaviors would dictate say the way that you interacted with people when you engaged with them so if you were in the aggressive stance your um options your dialogue choices in they would be aggressive ones and if you were in normal stance or discrete stance or or whatever I thought that it would feed into that and or into the puzzles which is what I was trying to dig down into in the first half and they just they just don't they are they are purely it seems to me way navigational and control related so that was uh, and it was too easy to switch between the two or forget which one you were in and then end up in a situation where you're sneaking around and want to actually be aggressive uh, towards somebody that's trying to set off an alarm and then you're having to flick and uh, flick through them and figure out and find aggressive while all the while this man's running across the room to turn on the the alarm and it's just it's frustrating beyond anything like it, it not good it's just not good. So again, I didn't have any problems with that at all. I no. suspect
1: that might be because I'm used to it and I'm flicking between those modes fairly easily. Um, mm.
0: I, I don't know. Well, I think at the risk of being wrong, um, I would, and I did put it to you, that actually there might be a bit of nostalgia goggles, nostalgia? nostalgia goggles going on for you because you grew up with this and this was one of those games that was your first forays into owning a pc so actually uh, i think a number of things come together to make this to give a strong sense of attachment to this for you
1: i think you're possibly right but equally playing it today 2022 there's a lot of things i've jotted down things that i still think hold up about the game maybe nostalgia maybe not so i've jotted down i think the voice acting was really good especially in that first yeah intro. i agree i re- agree really re- nice bit of gravitas and a bit of humor and
0: levity as well I- the music is stunning the music is so nice in this game the i think the music's good i think there's been games that we've played even recently where it's been better echo for one
1: yeah fair um, I really like the use of FMV. There were some lovely videos, really nice cartoony style that set up the game really well. Uh, I really enjoyed those. Um, I, I think the gameplay is brilliant. I really enjoy exploring and going to different modes and seeing what I can find out about the island. But I agree with some of the stuff you've said, like that first island just having to run blindly through to someone who is coming to this game new does seem a bit of a strange decision because I, I guess the transfer to the exposition, the fact that the island is, is under control and... You know, you can't, you can't um stand around. You've got to keep going because otherwise, you're going to get got. I, I said about, yeah, for example- you said. I said about how I quite like once you kind of get through that first sequence and you start being able to talk to people a bit more freely, that sometimes people will support you and help you and, and respond to you in a nice way. But then some characters you'll speak to and they'll say, oh, no, you're a rebel. And, and they'll sound the alarm and they'll, they'll send some clones after you. And I like that idea. It felt like you're being part of a genuine resistance movement. I saying out of Star Wars or whatever. I really enjoyed that part of the game as well.
0: Yeah, I, that sounds. That does sound like an interesting premise. But I think on paper they it it all sounds interesting. The problem is that there are so many problems. There are so many issues with how this has been realized that it it's clouded. It's overshadowed. The um, you said in the first half that it was like a proto Metal Gear Solid. Now an obvious. At least in 2022, maybe not in 1994, but an obvious alternative approach, and this would have made it a proto Metal Gear Solid, would have been to use your discrete mode as opposed to having to run through hell for leather that first series of spaces. It's not exploratory at all. At all, it's um, it's the opposite. It's it it's it's. I mean, I, I found it. I didn't find it stressful. I found it annoying because I wanted something completely different to what I was being given. It is far heavier on the action than it is on the puzzling and the adventuring. The The other major, major issue, and you, I, at this point uh, I was sharing my screen with you, the other major, major issue is the combat. The combat is actually, I'd say, a major part of the game. It's not a side it's not a side show it's the game so all the puzzles i would say given that i i actually came across what maybe one puzzle if i'm being generous and that was hiding in some trash so that a trash so that a rubbish lorry would come and pick me up and take me past some guards um but i mean even that there was there was the potential for a puzzle leading into that whereby you come out of the asylum and you have to get past the guards and the guard you go over to the guard and the guard says you can't wander around the this place in that attire and my instinct was well maybe i've got to find a way around the guards or maybe i've got to find a way to dispose of the guard or something like that um so i was wandering around this relatively small space outside the asylum trying to find a way out that wasn't past the guards or to find something to subdue him with a, a bottle or something <laughs> anything and i said to you i said to you am i just supposed to like run past that guard he's just told me that i can't go out but am i just supposed to like run past him or is there a different way and you said yeah just run past him and i thought how uninspired how unimaginative as a solution is that it's I don't um, see a problem that's all that's probably used to oh god yeah that that is a that's a side that was a tangent that i took when i was starting on in on combat because combat which seems like it's a major part of the game involves throwing a rubber ball sorry a magic ball which he finds find in his house,
1: not in the Temple of Boo, as I said the first time. Yes. I, think, I think what happens is the Temple of Boo is on the second island, you come to me, the third island, and you upgrade the magic ball so it can go f- further or you it, use less magic or probably both those things together. So I was
0: partly remembering it correctly, but, but partly not. Sorry, carrot The No, it's okay. The ball, this ball that is your main or one of your main tools to fight certain enemies, certainly the ones that can shoot at you you can throw this ball but you it, it 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 takes a certain arc depending on what behavior you have set and you have to change the arc in order to make it hit enemies that are a certain distance away but you don't know which arc you necessarily need for for an enemy being so far away. Um, so you have to experiment. And actually, every time you throw the ball, it costs you some magic, which is a, de- a depletable resource. Um, you miss quite a lot. And because it's these tank controls that are quite imprecise, and because your car- uh, your enemy is moving around, and because the enemy, by and large, was off the screen when I was trying to fire this ball at the... um. Uh, uh, the enemy, and that was by necessity because the distance that the ball travelled meant that the enemy had to be off the screen in order to hit it. Because of all of those things, it's massively cumbersome, and I missed more than I hit, and it was frustrating and annoying. And if it, on top of that, if you get even close to the enemy, they start shooting these shotgun blasts at you. And the certainly the couple I came up against, there were. Th- Three to five projectiles that arced out in a fan and would hit you. And as soon as you got hit, you you have 40 HP at the beginning of this game. As soon as you get hit, you cannot escape before they hit you again. So, so what an- you end up The animation watching, that
1: was playing to, to show that Twinton was in pain. He was you know, getting hit in pain. And then by the time animation had looped around, you were then getting you hit, were hit by again. the next one, etc, etc.
0: So what that ended up meaning was that you just you're stuck watching your character just deplete 40 40 hp points and it was like one bullet equals one hp point so you just watch him get hit over and over and over again until you die and you can't do anything about it which i think is an absolute travesty of a design choice
1: i don't see any it's, of
0: these uh, problems at all with
1: using my magic ball at all but again that's well they're definitely there I'm, I'm used to it i guess
0: But you, what do you think? It's normal and okay that the game, by design, has you having to target something that's off the screen. No, I think that's a quirk of the game that I don't think is very good. Yeah, and then you cut, you couple all of those things together. You you parcel all of those things together it's not one thing. It's not just one thing. If this is what I'm really trying to labor. If it was one thing, in fact, there was one thing and then there was another thing and then there was another thing. And I was each time I was going, well, I can let it off that. I can let it off that. I'll mention that, but I can let it off that. The game, the game, the core of the game's okay, but I can let it off that and that and that so that I can say that the get the core of the game's okay. And what I ended up being was this big bucket full of I'm going to have to let it off that 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 <laughs> and that, in order to say it's okay. And it it became too much, and it was certainly the combat that was the straw that broke the camel's back, or the the drop that that made the bucket overflow. To to continue that metaphor, it was just too much. It was just too much. Wrong.
1: Yeah, I, I hear you, but I I disagree with it all. I still think it's great.
0: How about that? But do you dis so? I'm trying my best to justify myself. You're going to have to try and meet me somewhere because no, I, it's not okay. It's not enough to say I just disagree. Yeah, I know. I know. I am mean, flippant.
1: I I oh. think that I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I think there's a lot of quirks, as I've said. And I think that a lot of this, as you have said, is me coming to with nostalgia. And because I know what to expect. I know what to do. Um, I do remember when I first had this game back in 98, I think it was when I got Little Big Adventure 1, that I found the first bit very frustrating, understanding what to do. And I spent a lot of time wandering around, not really knowing what to do. So, empathising with you, going back to how how it was when I first played it, I... I agree with you.
0: Yeah, I mean, do you have anything to, other than what you've said already, the only thing that I think I really agree with you on in terms of the positives that you put forward is the voice acting. I think the voice acting is interesting and a, sl- a maybe a small step above where you'd expect it to be in 1994 when it was quite often very cheesy and, and not very well delivered because they were paying bottom dollar a lot of the time for for people at the bottom, sort of on their on the bottom rung of, of voice acting so i agree that that's better than i should that, than i expected and perhaps should expect from from this but everything else everything else there's just better being done like the design we talked about the the design of the characters and the design of the spaces well if you compare it to things that were contemporary there's actually better design being done elsewhere even in this style there's better design such as well i the one that i put forward that looks the most similar is uh but but does it so much better and with so much more uh style and pizzazz is final fantasy 7 which i know came a couple of years later but the the concept the idea of a, a um a fixed camera looking in at pre-rendered backgrounds with polygonal 3d polygonal characters and objects existing within it that's what both games are doing mm. and yet final fantasy 7 is memorable in what it what it presents the most memorable thing in this was a trash pile <laughs> and i'm not talking about the game <laughs>
1: If you want to make your mind up for yourself, we had a look on Steam. The version that Ashley bought is currently on Steam for £10 at the moment. It comes with confusingly, you've got little big, Ad- what, well, Twinsons, the little big adventure original version and then Twinsons, the big adventure classic version, which is a 2015 remaster of that. Uh, we got very
0: confused looking into it as to what was what. Hmm. Uh, yeah. You get them all. Whatever you buy, whatever it is you buy, you get all versions of it included. But I, I don't, and and two of them are classed as DLC. I do not know how to switch between those different versions of of the game. Was I it, tried looking into it. Was it a whole
1: separate it. launcher? Was it like a whole separate version I had to download?
0: You can. Issue? Sorry, when I said I don't know how to switch between the three different versions of the game. When you launch it, you get an option. Let me. Well, when you launch it, you sometimes get an option. Sometimes, right. Okay. Right. When you launch it, you sometimes get an option. It, it doesn't happen all the time. I'm, and I was just trying to find it to see what it says. Okay. So there we go. I've managed to get it. It says play Twinson's Little Bit, Little Big Adventure Classic or play DLC Original Edition. The problem that, that you've got there is that there are two DLCs in. Included, there's the 2015 edition, and there's the original. And then, on top of that, I I was of the understanding that there was this enhanced edition that exists as a as an update to either the original or the 2015 edition. I don't know how to access all three of the options.
1: My understanding of it is the 2015 version, the remaster version, is what is now being referred to as classic. And classic and original, they're quite almost like synonyms for each
0: other It's not really
1: clear what's going on
0: exactly and i i thought that classic was there to delineate it from enhanced so i thought there were these three grades of the game where it was enhanced is the most recent classic is the middle ground between the enhanced and the original and then you've got the original original the og or whatever um (laughs) but, but yeah if that is the way that it is then I don't know how to get it. And if I've misunderstood, then I'm not necessarily sure that that's even my fault, <laughs> so, to be honest. So
1: basically it's on there. We're not really sure what it is you're getting, but you know, the a version of the game in some permutation yeah. is available on Steam. Uh, just just for contrast and just for sort of uh, full disclosure as well, I was playing today on the iPad. I downloaded in 2014 LBA iOS, and that's what it's referred to on the, the icon on the iPad, uh, came out... LBA iOS came out in 2014. It was £2.49, and it was the first game I bought on the iPad. Uh, it mm. got re- released in 2014, and I knew at that price I thought I had, I had to have this game because of how much I adored this. Uh, just rewinding back in terms of my personal history with this game a bit as well. I got Little Big Adventure in, I think, as I said, 1998, after having played the second one in 1997. I then, in, I think it was probably 2002, two maybe in 2003 by this point the pc that we had at, at this point i don't think the Little big adventure ran on it because we were kind of on windows me and it, it it wasn't compatible so i hadn't been able to play it for a number of years in about 2000 2003 i spotted the playstation version of the Little big adventure in a charity shop in the town that i grew up in and it was in the window for i think it was 10p i'm guessing what the pe- <laughs> I'm, and i'm guessing the people who in the charity shop had had donated and didn't really understand kind of what it was and i walked past and i saw it and i didn't have any money on at this point because I'd, I'd just been at school so i went home and i remember sitting around the dinner table telling my parents and my little brother about it and my, and my little brother said that one of his friends had noticed it and he was going to get it as well i was like <gasps> oh, oh, oh. so the following day i uh uh i left school really early make that what you will I left school really early in order to get to the charity shop and buy a little big adventure for Tempe on the PlayStation. Got it. So I wouldn't. Played it on the PlayStation and about four fifths of the way through the game uh, saved it. And when I reloaded the save, Twinsome fell through the map. And it happened every single time I loaded the save up. So I had to to restart it. Great. So I've played it on three separate consoles or three separate um, ways of playing it. PC playstation one ipad over the space of what i would be about 15 years and then playing it again tonight mm.
0: Two on the ipad again so i've played it in a lot of different ways so you told me you're telling me that story and my first thought was probably part of the game probably an actual choice that they made to have you fall through the map it's just the way it seems it's designed to Maybe. be frustrating and annoying it was it was, it was it was. so far through the game as well. I was so annoyed. We had a, a brief chat before we started. So you knew all of this was coming. So to to ruin the magic for all of the listeners, Chris knew what I was going to say broadly. Not, not completely, but he knew I wasn't happy. We had a brief conversation about what they've done to modernize it and the fact that they've added controller support and they've given options to turn off hurting yourself if you run into a wall, which was maybe a stupid decision to include oh, yes. in the first place. Um, and various other different things, a new game plus and so on. My chief issue with all of this is that the first thing that they should have done and the biggest impact they could have had was to look at the controls and to offer those options. That tank controls are, are maligned anyway, and I don't think it's always appropriate. I think in an adventure game where, um, where it's not absolutely imperative that you're moving at pace or that you're in combat or anything like that i think tank controls can work fine there sometimes and and there are other games that i think we've played but i can't remember off the top of my head where tank controls have have felt okay a little bit jarring at first but we've got used to them over the time that we've been playing
1: i think resident evil was one yeah we had that reaction to
0: yeah, in this game, because of the importance of the movement and the, the fact that you often are moving at pace and the fact that you have to uh, move your character with precision in order to aim from a distance during combat to throw this ball, all of those things, I think, necessitate an update of those controls, the control scheme, to, to make it so that it's more intuitive and more in line with modern expectations. If you're, if you're expecting people to play this game without being turned off then those controls really need i mean new players especially then those controls really need a, a bit of a polish up possibly for the uh the threequel maybe that'll, that'll happen well this is this is something that i've already thought like are they going to try and be faithful to what people what fans expect for this third in in for this third installment of the series or are they going to be giving all the bells and whistles that come along with modern games and gaming and all of the standards that seem to have been set since the inception of this series in the 90s i'd really really hope that they aren't going for the former i really do hope that they're looking at a modern version of of what they made
1: i would imagine so although I've done a, a bit of looking into kind of what's happened with the the third one. The third one was announced, I, I think, must have been about 2001. And there are a few pieces of concept art and design documents floating around the internet that I remember really looking. I, I really remember looking at back in 2001 and seeing them again tonight. Yeah, twenty years later was was a bit of a strange experience as well. The, the plan for the third game was that it was going to follow on uh, follow the Sun that Twinsman so we have at the. I think they have it at the end of the second game and so he is preg- oh. so he's pregnant through
0: the second game spoilers so they don't go for the twin sons apparently not. idea no no you, you play, oh, play just one more son. failure
1: <laughs> and uh, apparently it's going to involve you being able to explore the entire planet it's going to be fully free free roaming gta style sandbox type thing but again i don't know at this point twins too. yeah i can't imagine that was would have been what they conceived of 20 odd years ago because that wouldn't no. don't think it'd be impossible it's currently scheduled to be released in 2024 so we've got quite a way to find out it reminds me mm. a lot of kind of beyond good and evil in the fact that beyond good and evil 2 a sequel to that got announced you know not long after the first one 2005 2006 and we're now at 2022 and the second game to that hasn't come to light and that's gone through a lot of changes in terms of what they originally planned and what it has turned into now Mm. i think i think lba3 is going to be the same personally i'll be interested to see what they do
0: with it Mm. yeah well yeah yeah i mean i could carry on we we don't have time we don't have time though i'm sorry to everybody including you because allowed, I honestly thought I was doing the right
1: thing. You're allowed in I know.
0: But I thought I was bringing something that we'd end up talking about in positive terms. And I'm a shock. I'm genuinely as shocked as anybody. I I have uh, truly, I've been uh, anticipating playing this game since 2010. So 12 years. 12 years this episode has been in the making, whether we knew it or not. And, and it's come to the to the worst crashing crescendo of a climax so than, back in I could you, ever have envisaged. You're watching
1: me pl- watching a, a playthrough on YouTube thinking, hey, that looks really good. I can't wait to play that. I'd like to play that. And now 12
0: years later, you've played it like, nope. nope. No, no, it wasn't even, it wasn't watching you w- watch it. It was listening to you talk about it. <laughs> I think this game, I think this <laughs> game is much better. To be honest, if anyone wants to experience the game in its best form... You need to just give Chris a ring or, you know, yeah. add him on Facebook or something like that and get him to recount his experience of playing the game because it's far better than <laughs> what I've had to play this evening.
1: Well, maybe maybe people could come and join us on all the uh, the little big socials and, and, and do just that. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, probably Facebook would probably be the best way to hit me up and find out
0: exactly why I like this game. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah. twitter's not a bad one either no true we we do actually respond we just don't we're just not very good at like doing all of the social media stuff if you talk to us we'll talk back we're busy boys yeah
1: anyway right next week i'm gonna bring a really good game it's gonna be a triple a solid gold one so lift, lift us out of this mire we've got ourselves into
0: i promise okay i hope so I- promise can i suggest not bringing a game that is on my list because i thought this was going to work out really well and it's just not it just hasn't all right i've just spent half an hour telling you how this game that you love is a game that i hate yeah it's yeah sorry about that sorry everybody sorry chris sorry world sorry even me i've done it to myself i can't believe this what a way to end it thank you for sticking with us uh we'll see you again next week Bye. bye bye